Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is Carter Peterson. And this is Ben Redder Peterson. And this is Peterson on Pattinson. Where you can get the latest news and reviews of Robert Pattinson. Our own personal Salvador Dali mustache. Yeah. Great. Little ashes this week. We finally went back and we're gonna we're gonna talk about one of the one of the first ones. Yep. Early, Early days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh Lighthouse is coming out. By the time this airs, I guess It'll a be couple a few days, days a couple days after this airs, we were we are gonna go see the lighthouse. Uh, if you're in Seattle, go to Queen Anne at seven o'clock. The Sif Uptown. Yep. And most all? I'm ninety nine percent sure I'm gonna be able to go. Yeah. Sweet. yeah we got yeah. like a little gang going. I think we yeah. probably have a party of like seven or eight. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some some actual, our our guy Scotty's gonna be there. Scotty. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So Caleb from Ravishing Radish Catering. <laughs> He's Great. gonna be there. Shout out to Caleb. Yep. Shout. Uh, yeah, it'll be a good time, and that's a movie starring Robert Pattinson. Good oh. time and the Lighthouse. Okay. So that that's cool. See, this is the kind of insightful thing you get from Peterson on Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. In the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Check. Me, me and uh, Ed have our Halloween costumes ready. Yeah. Me too. We're pretty excited. Yep. M- mine is uh, is it Robert, Robert Pattinson's skeleton. <laughs> oh. I'm just a straight up skeleton. Sorry. Okay. Well, mine's Rob related. You could put a maybe a skeleton and put a like Robert Pattinson name tag on. <laughs> yeah. You know. And just tell people you're Robert Pattinson skeleton. <laughs> that is, that's pretty spooky. Yeah, I th- I think he's beautiful on the inside as well, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's what I'm trying to say. With yeah, this. that's great. That's great. So uh, yeah, somehow we started out with uh, high life. Well, we we start yeah we started with high life, and then we did Harry Potter, and kind of went straight in and. We never went back and hit Little Ashes and How to Be. How to Be. Uh, is Little Ashes before Twilight? Yeah, he shot it oh. before. Okay. So that's that's the whole like, you know, yeah. I don't think he had a huge fan base. It's a pretty. It's interesting watching this and like. I feel like here's the thing with with. Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. this film actually gave me some glimpses that I was looking for. Were like, oh, could you look early on and see he's a pretty great actor? And in this film, I actually saw some of that. I agree. Mm-hmm. That I that I never saw in Twilight. Yeah, I, he was fun to watch. In this, yep, yeah. Everything else was not no. very fun. Yeah, this movie I did not enjoy at all. Before we uh, yeah. deep dive into it too, Ooh, too much, yeah, yeah. I wonder if we should go on a little vacation over to Sandals Resort. Ooh. All right. So last week we did Fifty Shades of Grey. Yep. And Sandal had thoughts about that. I'm ready. I applaud your bravery in taking on this very bad movie. And if you think this one is a stinker, just wait. 
So uh, so the next two are worse that's, than this one? That seems to be what she's implying. Oh boy. Yeah. She also goes into a pretty big backstory uh, with Jamie Dornan. Uh, and apparently Rob and Jamie Dornan are friends. So that's that's a thing. Okay. All right. Uh, and then um, one of Rob's quotes, I think that this is going to apply throughout the episode. One of Rob's quotes, I'm glad for him. He's a friend, and now I get to watch him have sex. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, yeah, Rob's unfiltered Rob is my favorite Rob. Yeah. Interview Rob is amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Uh, she then goes on to, uh, give some details about, uh, Charlie Hunnam and the fact that his co-star from Lost City of Z was originally cast to play the Christian Grey part. Charlie Hunnam was? Yeah. Wow. I, uh, I like him, but I do not see that. Yeah. Yeah. He seems way too old. Or just, I mean, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. Maybe. Christian Grey has like a early 30s like maybe he's 27 27 yeah 27 yeah I, I don't know like i yeah yeah i mean i guess i don't like they could retrofit that in i think for him i just they i could, uh, irishman uh robert de niro yeah charlie uh, cgi on charlie hunnam yeah <laughs> remake 50 shades of gray come on let's do it uh so apparently uh, several anonymous sources have said that he had signed on, he committed to the film, and then he went back and he reread the script in detail. <laughs> and he went to the director and the author and was like, I'd like to do some tweaks here, some rewrites. And the uh, the director was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, And the author, the uh, E.L. James was like, no, no. She's got an iron fist. Yeah. What were the rewrites he wanted to do? Like, I, actually put some... BDSM in? Well, that would be cool, <laughs> right? Like, some actual, like, make it, yeah, an edgier movie. That would be awesome. Uh, but the author said no, and so he cut out of the movie. Okay. Uh, Sandal says, you can't really blame him. It was destined to make huge amounts of money, but his name and reputation would always be associated with Fifty Shades. Sounds so, familiar. There you go. With Rob and Twilight, yeah. maybe? That that thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Rob's been fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yep. That did not hurt him. Because, I mean, and everybody's walking around going, wow, Jamie Dornan and Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Has I'm, anyone oops. even said his name since those movies? We Sorry, Jamie. Yeah. Even yeah, after we just, watched it, I had to look up who, who he was. Like, he's just, know. like, trying to disappear. You yeah. know, where Rob was like, I'm going to work to break this. Our friend Sandal also said, uh, when I heard about Robert Forster's passing, I also went back and rewatched the beginning of Damsel. He was quite a good actor. Rip Robert. Rip Robert. I she also says, uh, cue the sad dong sound from Pete on Pat, <laughs> a really good Robert Pattinson podcast. Uh, uh, speaking of Robert Forster dong, um, <laughs> I watched El Camino. Yeah. And he's so good in that. I mean, he had been in Breaking Bad, which I forgot. Yeah. And then when he showed up, I was like, oh, my God, holy I, cow, we're doing this. When he, when 
when he passed away a couple days ago, I uh, went and watched it also, but I hadn't watched it before we recorded. So I, I watched it in the meantime as well. And yeah, he's great. I, I could not remember him from the original show. I mean, I got who he is and what he does, uh, but I just kind of didn't remember that character. I don't remember him at all from. Yeah. But I, I mean, I guess I just don't really remember much. I mean, the oh, end yeah. of the show. He's like, it's the last couple of episodes where he shows up. Oh, really? really? Yeah. To he's, do what he. Yes. To do that. Oh no! Is he the guy who's like giving resources to uh, Walter? Like it, he's the guy who gets Walter and like kind of hides him out. Is that him? Yeah, I mean, they do the. The thing that they do in El Camino, they do. They do in Breaking Bad, and that's for for Walter White. Yes, and they were going to do it for Jesse too, if I remember correctly, and that's why Jesse has to. Sorry, spoiler alert on El Camino. That's why Jesse has to come up with double the money because he owes him from the other time. Is he? Is he like a dude who makes like fake IDs or something? He like erases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the guy who gets Walt up to like Wisconsin or whatever in the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's hired by Saul. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I remember him now. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Sandal. Thank you, Sandal. Thanks, Sandal. Also, for our listeners, uh, I know almost nobody's seen Breaking Bad totally overlooked show you should (laughs) definitely check it out uh if nothing else for robert forster who is also in damsel which stars mia wasavasakaska and robert pattinson (laughs) oh great this is a really good robert we're making those connections i love it i love it uh whose turn is it to tell us about this movie it's my turn. Oh, great. All right. So uh, we watched Little Ashes. Yep. Um, this is a movie about Federico Garcia Lorca. Dong. Dong, yes. Um, who, uh, as this movie begins, is a college student, an art student. He's a poet, a playwright, a uh, general writer, artist guy who's relatively famous, it seems. Where at? Uh, in Spain. Okay. Um, and a hot and steamy romance breaks out between him and a new up-and-coming painter, Salvador Dali, Dong. played by Rob. Not not Rob Dong. Dali Dong. Dali Dong. Um, uh, yeah, so this kind of is just them going on in Spain and rising to fame and, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of boring and weird and not much happens. And then eventually Federico gets killed by fascists. The Spanish Civil War. Yep. It's, like, framed around the the start of the Spanish Civil yeah, War. Yeah, but, like, not really, though, because the beginning of this movie is in 22. Like, the Civil War doesn't even start for another, like, what, sure. 14 years it's after 30, that? 36, yeah. yeah. Like, 36 to 39. I think this movie could have been so interesting if it was about... Like, if if this whole movie was the last, like, 40 minutes or whatever after Dolly has gone away... And it's kind of them reconnecting and framed around the rise of fascism and stuff. I feel like this movie could have been so much more interesting. Yeah. Is there a trailer for this movie? Yes. 
I can play it if you want. If I'm going to be anything more than average, if anyone is going to remember me, then I need to go further in art, in life, in everything. Salvador Dali. Interests. Construction of genius. Who's genius? My own. Frederico Garcia Lorca. This man is a genius, a great poet. Luis Buñuel. Spain is rotting from the inside. There has to be complete revolution. Three friends living without limits. Morality, immorality, good, bad. We have to smash that to pieces. Two lovers struggling. This country is on the brink of something terrible. Vive la revolution! I'm going to Paris. One story untold until now. King Salvador. Can't stay here much longer, Federico. These people know who you are. What you've been saying about Franco, they know everything. I think of you, and everything I am has been split apart. Federico, this is my wife. Okay, that was from the trailer of Little Ashes. I couldn't play anymore. It was so bad. Shout out to the marketing team that edited yeah. that. I, I think it oh. I think it tried to address two pretty big weighty subjects and it did neither of them well. Yep. So it tried to frame a, a lot of the movie is around kind of toxic masculinity and repression of homosexuality mm -hmm. in like toxic environments. So it, it tries to, you know, or just in general, right? Sure, sure. I think it's yeah. trying to make commentary on that. It does it fairly poorly, in yeah. my opinion. Yep. And then it tries to like, around that, it throws this political piece of the rise of fascism and how people become enamored with fascism. It does that also very poorly in my opinion. It just opinion. doesn't even like show it real like none of it is it's, there it's really. All, well, I, yeah. I mean, because they they frame the masculinity and the fascism. They kind of put them together and a lot of the yeah. arguments that yeah. they make are the same. Yep. Sure. They're they're the same thing. The homophobes and the Trump supporters, they are the same people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's that is the argument of this film. Yeah. It just doesn't, you know, childhood of a leader is just better in every regard. Oh, and jeepers. And we even know, get, like, we times. get even better bald cap Rob. <laughs> and, yeah, totally. Probably just as much. Totally. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I did not care for this film at all. Yeah. Uh, it's like you were saying, uh, like five minutes into this movie, we hear someone yell the F word, and I don't mean fuck. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I don't need this kind of movie anymore. This kind of movie is so unnecessary. I was trying to describe, like, how I feel about this, and uh, it's like the genre of movie where they try to tackle homosexuality a hundred years ago. And frame it as like this is what it used to be like. I just make a modern film where people deal with being gay. Uh, 
it is not easy to be gay right now. It is not easy to be any, uh, any LGBTQ, anything like that, uh, to be anything outside of the realm of normalcy, in air quotes, uh, is still difficult. And so framing this as this is what history is like, it, it's just it's pointless. I don't like it. Uh, one movie has done this well. Uh, Brokeback Mountain, I think, <sighs> is, a, is, an, is a good example of that that type of movie, and so many films have tried since. That takes place Common Day, right? Or does it not? Brokeback Mountain is like the early 1960s, I think. Oh, I didn't know So it's still modern-ish. It's not 100 years ago. Yep. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I just... Yeah, I, like... I don't know that the framing of it around the time frame bothers me so much, because I think it can be done well. I I don't think there's any reason this can't be addressed and done well oh certainly you know like i mean there are plenty of movies like i don't know like it's different but moonlight is a great modern today movie absolutely i don't know i feel like if you gave the creators of moonlight and said we are going to make this movie in 1860 they could make a compelling film sure i just think the people who did this one Oh, I mean, like, it's. I, I'm not saying that this can't be done well. I'm just saying it. It almost never is. I think Brookback right. Mountain is literally the exception, and I mean, a lot of that came from like, yeah, it's two uh, like masculine people making out on screen, and we never get that. Even in yeah. this movie, it's fairly tame. They like peck each other on the cheek, and it's like, oh my god, we've done right. so much. I mean, the only sex scene in this movie, like where there's any graphic nudity, is. <laughs> It's a man and a woman and a man watching. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll get to, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Rob has made a couple of interesting choices in his mm-hmm. career that are like, uh, I I think these things, maybe even on paper, they come across better. I don't know. I even find that <laughs> hard to believe. That, like, this is better on paper yeah. than it was in execution. I mean, I don't know. In his defense, it's like... He hadn't made Twilight yet. This is kind of just a role. It's, yeah. And, you know, like, hey, I get to play Salvador Dali. That yeah. seems pretty sweet. I, I Yeah, I'm not going to get upset with an actor who's starting out taking a role in a film like this. Right. Like, yeah, like you said, yeah. he gets to play Dali. Like, that's great. Uh, I'm sure he didn't have many choices at the time, sure. too. I mean, totally. this could be the only script that was given to him. Right. If Rob made this now, I would be a little upset. I, I think if anybody made this movie now, I would be a little upset. I think we like in the last ten years we have like it we're far and away different than what we were ten years ago in terms of uh culture and acceptance and we're still not there. It's just I don't think this movie gets made today. Or the in the way that it's made in the you know, in two thousand eight. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like people are still pretty, pretty dumb. So I do like, too. Like I think I there's potential that it could still be made today. I, yeah. I, I like, think it would be made differently uh, than it was hopefully. ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, that's all. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think your overview was pretty, pretty spot on. Like, yeah. Um, there's, there's weird, sort of. Uh, is there kind of love triangle-y stuff where there's the woman who wants to date... Federico. Federico. Yep. 
Um, so there's that thing, which gets to the sex scene. Uh, Federico is infatuated with Dolly. Dolly has something. There's something between them. And that's going back and reading a little bit about this. Uh, it, it does seem like there's there's something there. There's enough notes that they yeah. have between the two of them uh, that they based a lot of this film on. There, there was some level of a relationship. I just don't, yeah, I, I didn't dig it in yeah. this film. No. But, man, late era, like once Dolly goes to Paris. Once he gets so the stash. He, he breaks out and he goes to Paris. He leaves school and he goes to kind of explore the art world. Yep. Uh, he gets the mustache, and this is post the sex scene. So there's been kind of a little, there's some drama in his life with Federico. Uh, so he does a break, and it's not real clear if he does that because of the that scene, that incident. But he goes off to Paris to, like, go to the art world. Man, Rob kills it when he comes back as, like, artist dolly yeah yeah like I, just the like i grew this mustache <laughs> like what's up with you i grew this it's so good <laughs> i and that's with this movie i think is weird because i was kind of hoping like oh i'm gonna see great actor rob in the twilight films mm-hmm. he he does more acting in this film oh, absolutely than all of the twilight films totally. yeah I would say he probably does more acting in this film like than like all of his other films until the end of Twilight combined pretty much like yeah yeah I, I don't know anything during and pre Twilight era I I think Remember Me has some pretty good okay, yeah, acting that's moments yeah it, that's fair it, it, I, yeah I, there's the a... pre- Pierce Brosnan like oh man that one's pretty good okay. there's some good stuff there yeah. uh i think the scene in in little ashes that uh when he quits school mm-hmm. is amazing oh like, when say, he goes in front of the panel yeah oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like everything you've ever done that's less than like half of my f- like pinky nail and yeah he's like i'm gonna be the greatest artist ever and then walks out and just smashes a statue as <laughs> he leaves so good that was amazing i took a note that that was actually my favorite favorite moment was when he walks out and smashes this. Ugh. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, like, going into this movie, I was definitely fairly disappointed just because, like, going into it, I'm like, oh my god, it's Robert Pattinson playing Salvador Dali. Like, that dude is just insane. I'm so down to see this guy on the screen for, you know, two hours or whatever, and it's just not that movie. It's not. Yeah. Like, we get, we honestly get so little of Rob as Dali and, like, even then, it takes him, like, 45 minutes at least to even start getting a lot of those, like, crazy Dolly things. Yeah, because it's know? early. It's, like, baby Dolly. Like, yeah, he exactly. shows up to school in the beginning, and he Be- has, like, like the schoolboy hair. I'm going like, to, like, on. that is the best Rob intro of any movie. Absolutely. Besides maybe Good Time. <laughs> good Time might rival it, but what about Harry Potter? No, this is so much fun. Him dropping out, out of the tree. <laughs> That's great. It's like good time and little ashes. Rob intro, so good. Yeah. I, I, 
It's got the He's slowest. It's got the <laughs> slowest pan up with his yeah. outfit, totally like, like looking like a dandy with those yeah. like oh. super high boots. That oh my god, it's amazing. Like so good. When they got to his head, Carter and I watched this together, and we both just like uproarious laughter. Oh god. Just oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. Hey there, and, fancy pants. Yeah, and they just didn't. You know, that's even a thing that whether or not you want to see it in a film today, I can't believe he would be as accepted as he was in the third, like in the twenties or I don't know. Like it feels like he would have been more ostracized because he, he had some friends, like some good people in, in the film that he hung out with his little crew they were a bunch of effectively like today's jocks, like just a whole jockey dudes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they are like art students. Like, is the, the dude's like a playwright? He has written plays at that point. Like, Federico, I'm talking yeah. about the guy. Oh, the other ones. The other ones. The one that he goes to Paris with. Yeah. Bunuel. That dude is just like straight up a fascist. Yeah, yeah. he's like walking around calling people. Yeah. F word. Right. That's super weird. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, but I don't feel like he would be all like arm around Dolly, like taking him on the dance floor, dancing with him. I mean, they they end up making a bunch of films together. Oh, really? Yeah. Like in real life. In, in real life, yeah. I mean, uh, wait. Unchien Andalou is that's with Fred Frederico no. or with no. the, the other with guy, Unwell. I did a fair bit of research, and I did not know this. Yeah, the guy who Weird. yells the f word in the beginning, in the first five or whatever ten minutes, that guy makes a bunch. He he makes films with Dali. Weird. Huh. Yeah, I, I did. Like, there's the one scene later on when they reconnect Federico and Dali, uh-huh. and Dali goes on that whole like weird fascist rant. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, this seems pretty odd. Like, I don't know. I just don't really buy that. You know. I don't. So I, I did do a, I did do a fair bit of research and I don't know it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm not gonna say he's a fascist, but like I he's could... pretty fashy. He's got he's <laughs> good friends with like Coco Chanel, who is a very big fascist. Yeah, um, like he never denounced it. Yeah, publicly, like he, his whole thing was that like his art is apolitical and he's not gonna say one way or the other. But it's also just kind of weird when like. His really good buddy got killed by fascists, and then he is living out his life in fascist Spain. And like, there's a lot of weird stuff about him. Yeah, that's the uh, that's like the conservative mantra. I yeah. want my movies to be apolitical. Or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to be reminded of politics. I love it. Yep. Uh, I wonder. I you know, it could also be that uh, that mentality of, you know, like I just can't be bothered. I'm just, you know, like, oh, fascists are in power. Fine. Like, I just, I don't yeah. really care. Yeah. Which is a terror. Like, that is the way you get fascism. Yep. I think, I think he's probably realistically a lot more close to that than he is to what was like supporting. in the movie. Which made it seem like he's totally just like, I love fascism. <laughs> which I don't really think is the case based on what I read. Yeah. But not great. He's not great either way, for sure. Huh. I'm anti-fascism. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Also, yeah. by the way, if yeah. uh, from now on, just call people who aren't antifa profa. 
If you're not anti, right. you're pro Bro. If you're literally, that's true. If you're not anti-fascist, you are pro-fascism. Straight up, deal with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of our listeners fall into that category, so we'll be fine. But again, Rob fans and yes. Trump fans on the Venn diagram, there is zero overlap. Two and different circles. God bless them, one and all. <laughs> I feel like this movie could be more interesting if it was made today. I feel like the cinematography and just the lighting, the overblown lighting and everything, it looks like made-for-TV soap opera-y. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's got that level of quality. There are no scenes where it's just like, oh, that's beautiful. No. Like, like there's a lot of these movies that we've watched that I haven't cared for. Like, Water for Elephants, I don't love. There are parts of that movie that are legitimately beautiful. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a well-shot movie. This? Not. No. No. That trailer is a lot like the, <laughs> the rest of the experience. God. Yeah, it's weird because it's not representative of the film, really, but it is representative of the quality of the film. Right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Salvador yeah. Dali. Yeah. That's weird. Like, even that feels incredibly dated. They don't do no. voiceover like that in trailers. Even 10 years ago, did they do that? No. no. In no. a world where it's not okay to be gay or... <laughs> Fuck off. Liberal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you got any other thoughts on this movie? I just wanted more Dolly being crazy. This dude was like... Like, throughout his entire life was just pissing off everyone, like, in the press and stuff, and would just do the craziest stuff, and, like, you know, there's one point where, like, they almost kicked him out of the surrealist movement. They say that at the end, right? And they like, do eventually kick him out. Okay. But there was one point earlier where they, like, were thinking about it. Okay. And, like, he said, like, the difference between me and surrealists is that I am surrealism. and Like, he would just always say stuff like that. And just like it says at one point he was working in New York and would do like window displays for retail stores. Yeah. Like they would pay him a bunch of money to like do their window displays. Yeah. And at one point he was working for this like high end like department store. Right. And they were like moving stuff around in his display, his oh. window display. And he got so mad. He picked up like a display bathtub and threw it through the front window of the of the yes. place. Like that's great. <laughs> that's better than this movie. I yeah. know. Like, why could we not just see this crazy dude for an hour and a half? You get it's like the back twenty minutes when he yeah. when he has the mustache, yep. the up angled mustache. It's like that last twenty minutes of the film. If they had spread that over two hours, I'm I'm in. Oh man, yes. Rob is so good. Yeah, in that in that last one, his eyebrow game is so on point. He does yeah. weird ass, like... And you can look at pictures of yeah, Dolly. Dolly was like, always doing that when, stuff. When uh, he, he had... Dolly was married at that point. Yep. And he has his wife take a picture of him and Fred Frederico. And Dolly just, like, Rob as Dolly just does the crazy look. It's amazing. Yeah. He's really... He nails it. Yeah. If that 20 minutes had been the whole movie... Yes. And... You can still reference Federico. Sure. You can talk about uh, a relationship you had once, a romance you once had. I don't need the uh, let's feel bad for gay people. Sure. I don't need, a, I don't need another movie in which 
it's just sad that gay people can't be together. I yeah. just don't. I, I feel like this movie would have worked better if it was closer to, like, life. The other, you know? Sure. If it was, like, him playing Dolly, but kind of that similar framework of, like, just a week yeah. in this guy's life. Oh, yeah, I would way rather yeah. have had that. Going back to Moonlight, though, uh, Moonlight is a, is a story about being gay, but you don't necessarily just feel bad for this character. It's a character who goes through something, and in the end, there's some light, you yeah. know? like it Grows. Yeah, things can happen for this person. Every other movie about gay people is about how horrible it is to be gay, how sad we have to feel just about being gay. It just feels like a very weirdly disjointed set of scenes that don't narratively come together on either the relationship arc or the fascism arc. Neither of those come to a satisfactory, I suppose, with killing Fe Frederico. Like, that's the closest to, like, well, that arc is a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This was... uh nominated for some glad award and that fact is so terrible like that it speaks to uh how terrible the state of representation is yeah. in film that this would be held up as a good example yeah like, terrible <laughs> not into it i've had this uh conversation like recently that like it, a gay and lesbian film festival is a I say this as a queer person, by the way, and I was talking with a queer person. Uh, I that it's a I don't want to watch a bunch of movies where I have to feel bad for people. Like I, I I just want I want movies about people who happen to be gay. Right. I don't. Yeah, yeah. As a I, that's right. It. Like that. Have y'all seen I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson, the sketch show on Netflix? Nope. Nope. Uh. There's a, uh, okay, and, and you don't have to have seen it. Anyway, there's a sketch where uh, two men walk into a party and they're like, hey, parents' night out. This is really cool. Let's go and have fun. And uh, hey, sorry, we're, you know. But it's just a sketch where the two main characters happen to be a married couple who are gay. There's never, it, that's never the point of it. It's never a joke in it. It's just that's what happens to be the characters. I mean, that's it. We need more stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. And this is not that. This is completely not, <laughs> not this at all. Is, it's just odd. Turns out they did a bad job. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to make a movie about the gay experience, let's make one where uh, they're not killed for being gay at the end. <laughs> Full stop. Uh, I asked people if they had any questions uh, for us on Twitter, and we got, some, we got some questions. Some steamy questions. Some real hot ones. Let's go. Uh, Pixie's Mama? Hell yeah, shout out. Speaking shout of out. Unshian Andalou. Yeah. What? <laughs> Debaser? The Pixie song? Oh. I'm Unshian Andalusia. That's the that's a reference to this. Sassy Nest Unpipe. That's a reference to To Dali and Louis Bunuel. Unshian Andalou is the movie that they made in this movie. The one with the eyeball? Yeah, slicing up eyeballs. That was good. I totally like do you think that's why Pixie's Mama has her name Pixie's Mama? Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we have not had a Pixie's Mama uh, tweet that we've referenced in a little while, and I missed her. Yep. Welcome it's back. good to have her back. Welcome back. 
What went through your mind during the love scene and the mirror scene? So we had some thoughts. Yeah. There were some thoughts that got exchanged in our group chat. Which I, I suppose another, uh, I'll add another uh, question that came in from Kira Nova. And it was, do you think it was right for a director to ask Rob to perform the masturbation scene for real instead of acting it? So two separate things, but I feel like the love scene and then the masturbation question the same kind scene. of tie. Yeah, they yeah. tie together. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Uh, well, I think sh- someone should expl- <laughs> explain what that text message was. <laughs> I, I sent a text message uh, to, the, to the group, group chat, <laughs> and it was, here's what I said. They shot the sex scene a little bit graphically with her on top. <laughs> Seemed unnecessary. There were like a million ways to shoot that scene with no butthole. That's my hot take on that sex scene. Yeah, and then some minions <laughs> gifts were exchanged. Yeah, with butts. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we needed Dali's POV, you know? Yeah, it it literally there's there's a shot where she is on top, <laughs> yep, and she is riding on Frederico, <laughs> and it's funny because like his <laughs> leg is slightly up, right? Yes. And she comes up, and it's like all they had to do was move his leg or move the camp. They could have done, yeah, a million things to not have shown her butthole. Like three separate times. So okay, so we could see her butthole. <laughs> so we know they weren't having anal sex. They must have right. been having vaginal sex. <laughs> I believe so. Okay. That's how you pronounce that, right? Yeah. Vaginal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then that whole time Rob's just over in the corner jerk it off. Like, actually. For real. For real jerk it off. Uh, that was my thought on the sex scene. Um, and I actually was taking notes. I was taking the butthole note. Yep. Um, and so I sort of missed Rob, the Rob masturbation scene the first time through. I didn't get that that's what was going on because I was typing out this very detailed butthole. And for some reason, that part is shot where we can't see his butthole. Like, what the <laughs> right. hell? Yeah, you don't even, you know, it's kind of, it's because he's crouching in a corner and just like on the floor. I, <laughs> I actually thought that scene, the framing of that scene, I actually kind of liked as a relationship piece. Mm-hmm. Like, if you could just take out... There were a lot of very interesting, weird power dynamic yeah. and relationship things going on. I liked when she came in were, and then, like, was she, making out and stuff and then noticed him at the corner. Exactly. And was just like, okay. like, like <laughs> So at that point, there's a lot of stuff yeah. that none of it gets said, but you kind of can read that, like, she realizes... Because uh, when... He comes to the door. Frederico comes to the door. His pants are open. Yep. His mm-hmm. like shirt's undone. His pants are open, and she thinks it's for him, for her, and it's not. And then they start kissing, and then she realizes, "Oh, Rob's in the room," 
and and like there's a you do see it on her face that there's this realization and then it just keeps going like yeah i think there's something it could have been better sure but i no i that scene is uh, that scene by itself is not bad it's just in the context of this film and the context of like we're telling like a gay story like, right yeah. We paused this movie, and I thought, like, okay, how far are we? We're, like, past the halfway point. We were 23 minutes in. Oh, God. And both Carter and I just, like, <laughs> we were not stoked. I mean, because I did this in Fifty Shades, too. Oh, I was just going to say that, too. Like, I, I paused it an hour in in Fifty Shades. Right. And at that point, I was like, okay, this movie, you know, I'm kind of breezing through it. And then I paused it. I was like, oh, there's an hour left. That's brutal. With this one, I was like 20 minutes in, and I was like, God, I cannot watch the rest of this movie. And then I paused it and saw that there was another an hour and 40 minutes left. Mm. Rob dancing in front of the mirror, doing his, uh, is it Buffalo Bill? Is yep. it Buffalo Bill. Doing his Buffalo Bill, where yeah. he has his uh, penis tucked me? between his legs. Yeah. And, ooh, do, do your Buffalo Bill. Would you fuck me? I'd <laughs> fuck me. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Do some more. I can't think of any. It puts the lotion on its skin. Yeah. <laughs> We're waiting. Sorry, I can't believe I forgot. Like the iconic yeah, yeah. line. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like you said the fuck me line, and I'm like, man, that's a deep cut. Well, I mean, it's the one he does in that mirror right. scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It puts the lotion on its skin and puts it in the basket. <laughs> Is that what it was? That's it. Like, I would love, oh, my God. Someone out there in Twitter land, or maybe someone in this room that's not Ed, overdub the Buffalo Bill dialogue over on the, the Rob, Rob yes. dancing. Oh, my God. I have to have that. I wouldn't be surprised if it's out there. I have to. So that's, there was also the question about the masturbation scene and the director asking him to do it. Yep. And the problem with being kind of new in this world is that uh, now I have to go up, go back and look things up, search the internet for information about this stuff. The problem is if you look for Robert Pattinson masturbation, it's not that you can't find any information. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> there are there's too much. So many articles about Rob masturbating. Yeah, I love it. Thank God for that. Uh, <laughs> the only problem is it's when you try to find a specific masturbation yeah. thing. It's very difficult. I could find no reference to the director forcing him. Yeah, I mean the IMDb trivia makes it sound like it was Rob's, Rob's idea. choice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does have, there are several quotes that he did not enjoy this filming at all. Oh, He did not enjoy it at all. He did not enjoy, yeah. Like, I do, like at the beginning, there were like the very, you know, there were all the like uh, Spanish production houses and stuff. So like this definitely was a. No, it was shot in Spain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 yeah, he did not seem to gel 
potentially with the rest of the cast and crew kind of thing. I mean, I think everyone else is Spanish, right? So he was quoted as saying like he almost quit. He thought he would quit acting. And right as filming was finished, he got signed on for Twilight. Oh, God bless Stephanie Myers. (laughs) Thank you. Bless up, Steph. Yeah. Bless. Yeah, so it was apparently a bad enough shoot that he thought about quitting. Yikes. Yeah. I I wonder what was so bad about it. You know, like, I think there's a lot of stuff. Like, potentially he didn't like the the direction it was going. Yeah. Maybe that's a thing. Yeah, Uh, and I bet, like, there are definitely a few scenes that I could see being very uncomfortable to film if it wasn't, like, an experienced film crew. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, like, for the actress. Yeah. Could you just a little less of my butthole? Like, did she get, <laughs> you know? That's uh, maybe a more experienced film crew could have moved to that dude's knee. Probably. Or had a blanket. Like in Twilight, there's a blanket, you know? Anything. There are a million ways to not show her butthole. <laughs> Cut and print. <laughs> uh,. That Peterson on patents. <laughs> there are a million ways to not show her butthole. Great. Uh, new t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a picture of Rob's face and then that quote. Uh, that does actually, though, the fact that he had such a hard production yeah. does make the, the following quote that someone else on Twitter asked, what's our thought, thoughts on this quote? Framing it with, he almost quit acting. Here's a quote. I had a stalker while filming a movie in Spain last year. She stood outside my apartment every day for weeks. All day, every day. I was so bored and lonely that I went out and had dinner with her. I just complained about everything in my life, and she never came back. (laughs) Wait, Uh, that's dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I just feel like, apparent, you know, it, reading that in the context of him also saying it was terrible yeah. is like, yeah, he actually probably had some poor some fan stuff to say and just like dumped on someone. Like that's, that's I mean, awesome. I mean, good for him. They were stalking him for like a sure. month or two straight. Sure. Yeah. Uh. So we we talked about like Rob in interviews before, yeah, and he, I think sometimes makes things up. I I no, he absolutely I, does because I was talking about the whole water for elephants. You know, oh, the clown yeah. got in his clown car and it exploded <laughs> on him. I I basically don't know that I believe anything he says in interviews. Speaking of that, have you ever had someone spit on you like in a kind of erotic way? <laughs> Let me think about it for a second. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't had that. It's pretty great. It's good, yeah? It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. pretty good. He can't yeah. even get through the question. He starts, like, laughing and, midway through. And then he just, like, someone pointed out that, like, he says these things in interviews on camera. Yeah. And then he clearly has that face of, like, wait, did I literally just say that yeah. out loud? Yep. 
There's a scene in this movie though where uh where Federico confronts Deli and is like which who are, which Deli are you pretending to be right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, it made me think of him in interviews, like oh. just making shit up. And yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's really good. Google alert. Whoa, uh, a couple things this week. There was a excess of news. Yeah, drop in lot like of, right well, after we recorded. A lot of Bob news. Yep. Uh, the first one I think tying into some of this other discussion. Yeah, is uh. Robert Pattinson shocked director of new movie with ferocious masturbation scene. Uh, yeah, so this is an article. <laughs> Which from movie is that? Digital Spy, The Lighthouse. Oh. Uh, so I hope this isn't a spoiler for Lighthouse. None of us have seen it, so um, I think it's been it's pretty just well gonna be publicized. the climax of the movie. <laughs> I, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, So here's a quote from Rob about that. (laughs) Well, my first shot was this ferocious masturbation scene. It's always nice to do something massive for your opening shot. And I really went massive on that first take. (laughs) (laughs) He's the best. I love it so much. This podcast... That feels very like Dennis Reynolds, like, I haven't even begun to peak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I only hope. Like, yeah. almost the problem with moving from the art house world into like the blockbuster world, like say a uh, Batman or Tenet, mm-hmm. is that those are good I, examples. I, for example, yeah. I just don't think we're gonna get Rob masturbating in either of those movies. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen the teaser for Tenet? Um, I maybe have, not. It's like a a new kind of protagonist. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's the deal. Maybe that's wait. It. What is that? What it says? Uh, I I want to say that there's like the one of the first lines in it is like uh, it, the time is now for a new protagonist. I I could be butchering that pretty hard. It mentions um, time a lot. That's all I remember. Yeah, maybe he jerks off a lot. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it's just. We've only seen <laughs> pictures from the set where he's clothed. Yeah. The other half is just <laughs> furiously jerking off. I love it. Somewhere. Yeah. I, That's what uh, those those aren't bullet holes that uh, John <laughs> David Washington is looking at. Uh, That's why John David Washington has to put that mask on. Yeah. Uh huh. Speaking it's, it's of Batman, uh, there was also some Batman news released. Really? Two. Yeah. Uh, Three, Three potentially, yeah. I think. Because ooh, let me hit you with the ones I can think of. Okay, uh, Jonah Hill gone. One. Yep. Paul Dano in as the Riddler. Riddler. As the Riddler. Yep. Two. Edward Nigma. <laughs> That's his name. Is it in this one though? I no. It's his. It's like Edward Nashton. Yeah. It's okay. Sorry. Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yep. In as Catwoman. Yep. I can't think Re- of the fourth. Reprising her role from the Lego Batman yep. movie. That's yep. awesome. The fourth is that Jeffrey Wright seems to be in as Gordon. I think we said that. Like, we maybe it wasn't confirmed. No, it was... I don't even know if it's confirmed I, I, it's yet. It's still not confirmed. But it's still, it looks more concrete than ever. Yeah. I, okay. I guess we... That was the only thing I had heard him ever referenced as. So oh, okay, cool. So maybe it's just that... Uh, 
it's more firm now, I guess. Okay, but, maybe that's yeah, but, just what I read. Okay, but of I'm those, I am into all of this casting. So I far, was, yes, I was saying like uh, the other day when the Paul Dano news got announced, like. I might be more hyped for Paul Dano's Riddler than I am for Robert Pattinson as Batman. I'm stoked on that. I love Paul Dano. Like he he's so interesting. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm hyped. I saw I saw a tweet where uh this is going to continue Paul Dano's career getting physically wrecked by A-list actors. Yes. Cuz that dude just gets destroyed by yeah. so many people mm-hmm. in movies and yeah. Do it. We've all seen Prisoners, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. Yep. Steve Carell beats him up. It's so good. (laughs) Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. (laughs) When he finds out he's colorblind. (laughs) Yeah, Steve. (laughs) Uh, 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 Oh, so good. Yeah, Uh, Paul Dano is, he is legitimately like just a super great, interesting actor. I'm done. Is, is that, that from, from Prisoners? I'm, I'm finished. Wait, I can't remember. No, it's from oh, Mary yeah, Blood. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Yep. I think I just I'm fucked finished. it up. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, into it. Into all that. Oh, yeah. I, I'm into both, like, Zoe Kravitz and Paul Dano. I'm so down with those. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm also really glad there won't be a Joker in this do, movie. Do we know that to be the case? Uh, The thing that I read was that at least Joaquin Phoenix would not be in the movie. Oh, sure. But yeah, I, yeah. I think there was reference that the Joker will not appear in this movie. Huh. Jared Leto. Because I could... <laughs> oh, my God, Mr. Please. J. Please. Uh, yeah, I could I could see... Because um, didn't they announce there's going to be, like, eight villains, potentially, that they're casting for? Yes, something like that. So, yeah, but... Yeah. I'd be pretty like, down for no Joker. Uh, yeah. I'm just tired of him. Yeah. There, like, there are so many cool Batman villains... Sure. Egghead. Yeah. Isn't there like a Tweedledee and Tweedledum, aren't they some or something? I feel like there's a bunch of weird like Alice in Wonderland ones with Batman. Mm. Uh, should we watch all of the Batman movies going back to Adam West? Good God. I don't think so. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> there's just so many good jokes in that movie. Uh, I mean, oh, like there are plenty that I would like to watch. And then there are plenty that I would be more than happy to not watch. Oh, for sure. Have yeah. you? Uh, did you all see the the those alt right people who put out um, hashtag not my Catwoman hashtag not my Selena Kyle because they race swapped. Who's Selena Kyle? Is that Catwoman? That's Catwoman. Uh, th- th- because they race swapped Catwoman. Um, hello, Eartha Kit, dumb <laughs> motherfuckers. Have you yeah, ever I mean, seen like... shows before? And Catwoman from you know Holly Berry. <laughs> Totally. Yes, Michelle Pfeiffer's not the only Catwoman. Ugh. Yeah, Halle Berry. She's who I wanted. I still. I I still think, yeah, that would have been fun. Halle Berry. Oh, have you seen uh, John Wick 3? No. (laughs) Sorry about spoiling that movie for you. Yeah, I don't want to see it now. You know. Oh, yeah, you haven't watched (laughs) it because you found out Halle Berry's in it. I found out Mark DeCascos was in it. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't even my fault. Jeez. Uh, any other thoughts on Little Ashes? Uh, yeah, uh, you don't need to watch this movie. No, nope. just don't. Just skip it. Do you think we should power rank it? Oh, uh, we also forgot to power rank Fifty Shades last week. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Man, I don't. Yeah, God. bottom three. 
Harry Potter, I didn't Little even... Ashes, Ugh. Fifty Shades of Grey, Bellamy is fourth from the bottom. I don't care about Bo- this. Bottom three are, I'm sorry. So, Oh, so you're putting it below Bellamy? Oh, yeah. Below Bellamy. Okay. I don't uh, know why. I mean, Bellamy doesn't have doesn't offer anything either. Yeah, I don't know. It, really, you can just there's definitely like, hey, pre Twilight or during Twilight. Sorry, bud, I'm I'm good on that stuff. Post Twilight yeah. though, I love it. Love you, love it. All right, I got my list. So, Ben's bottom five. Then, I think this slots in at the bottom. In the bottom five, your bottom five are Water for Elephants, Bellamy. Little Ashes, Queen of the Desert, and Harry Potter. <laughs> and Harry Potter at the bottom. Yes. I think this would be a notch above Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Do you want it below Little a- uh, Queen of the Desert? Yes. Oh. Woo! Because Queen of the Desert's boring, but so is this, and it's awful. Like, I don't like its perspective, and I don't like the story it tried to tell. I... I... Yeah. It feels like it was made by straight people, and it. I don't like that feeling. Uh, Carter. You oh yeah, your, yeah. You got your. Uh, let me start at. Uh, I'll just do fifteen down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at fifteen, I got Eclipse. Sixteen, New Moon. Seventeen, Fifty Shades of Grey. Ooh. Below all the Twilights. Eighteen. Oh man, do I? <laughs> uh. No, I'm I'm moving Fifty Shades down one actually. Below Harry Potter. Yeah, I like Harry Potter more than I like Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay, so seventeen is Harry Potter. Eighteen, Fifty Shades of Grey. Nineteen, Remember Me. Twenty, Little Ashes. Twenty-one, Queen of the Desert. Twenty-two, Bellamy. Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also made a letterboxed. Uh, list that's my rank, my power ranking. So I will go ahead and post that if you want to look it up. Yeah. Uh, Letterbox D. Letterboxed. <laughs> Letterbox D. Uh, so my bottom starting at 16, and I don't have 50 shades in here because we skipped it last week and I need to go and like do some finagling or something. Uh, 16, Breaking Dawn Part 1. 17, Corky Romano. 18, Bellamy. 19, New Moon. 20, Little Ashes. And 21, Queen of the Desert. If you came about like, across your letterbox with no context, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> what is this person? <laughs> it's pretty. It's crazy. also it's also titled Robert Pattinson Power Rankings. <laughs> yeah, just Corky Romano's in there. Corky Romano and Fifty Shades. Shades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this person's yeah. seen twenty Robert Pattinson movies. Corky Romano and Fifty Shades. That is, like this one. Solid. I actually am having a really really like a hard time on my ranking okay at the bottom two can we talk about it for a second yeah here's my i put little ashes and then queen of the desert the thing is i think little ashes rob's performance oh god his performance in both of those is really good yeah because i think his uh 
His T.E. Lawrence is so good. Yeah. It's just there's very little of it yeah. is the yeah. problem. Um, but then... But there's honestly not much Dali in this movie. You know, that last, yeah, the, yeah. T- the last 20 minutes is what I actually like. Him knocking the vase off the wall and then the last 20 minutes of this yeah. film are just amazing Rob yep. performance. I do like uh, like the dinner scene when he's like, I recently got out of prison and like all that stuff and is clearly just making all this stuff up. Right. Like, I did right. like that a lot. Exactly. Uh, the scene where he's like, uh, if we're going to be anything, we need to... Blah blah blah. It, live morality. Go live beyond. Morality. Yeah, uh, go beyond. Like I, I kind of like that. But yeah. then you realize, like, yeah, you never really do that in this movie, though. No. Yeah. Like, yep. Like drinking at a show is not like, <laughs> oh, wow, what a wild person. Yeah. 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 And then Queen of the Desert, though, has like at least it's got the cinematography going for it. At least it's got scenes that you can watch the film and be like oh this looks nice mm-hmm. yeah this movie doesn't look nice no like is this the worst the do i want to put the this scenes in the like a- rival breaking dawn part one for oh, like I how about terrible dawn they are too, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ben putting, <laughs> putting it above harry potter you're a monster. I don't think you understand how horrible <laughs> that was for me. I understand. And that being our first one, like I, it was really like, oh fuck, what did I get myself into? Yeah, it's great. I love it. Like if we had to watch it. all of the Harry Potter movies, I would be out by like, I I, I think if I had to, like when I got to Goblet of Fire, I'd be yeah. like, sorry y'all, I can't yeah. do this. I think if we watched them all, you would have enjoyed them more than you enjoyed four. Yeah. And you get to see kind of a little Daniel Radcliffe progression. Are they not ma- like wizards in the other ones? No. Uh, four is the only one that has any magic, magic at oh. all. Let's, uh, I'll watch him. I'm down. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, wait, do you yeah, just, yeah. do you like have a thing where you just don't like magic stuff? Uh, I have a thing where I think the world of Harry Potter is fucking boring. Okay, so it is Harry Potter specifically. <laughs> yeah. But did you know that wizards used to poop in the corner and then just magic it away? What? Yeah, that's a J.K. Rowling tweet. Yeah, verified J.K. Rowling Twitter tweet. Mm-hmm. Okay, they used to just poop wherever they wanted and then whisk it away. And so that's cool. That's a that's a that's really really cool. All right, I think this is a pretty good Robert Pattinson podcast. The best, hundred percent, the best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where can people find us? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Pete on Pat. You could email us at peteonpat at gmail.com. Yep. You could visit our website. Next week, we are going to see The Lighthouse. Yeah, this week. This This week. week. By the time this drops, we are going to see The Lighthouse on Thursday. Thursday at the SIF Uptown, 7 p.m. Come hang out with us. Yeah, please. It'll be great. We're so hyped. It's going to go good. I think we may even drop the Lighthouse episode before our regularly scheduled drop date. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Uh, but maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. And then the week after that, the king. the king. Yep. Also, totally unrelated to Rob, but Parasite comes out on Thursday as well, and I am so hyped for that movie. Yes. So, yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. This is a great, great Robert Pattinson podcast. Truly.